Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 156, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. Whoa, peaking. I'm peaking. I'm peaking. Uh-oh. This is a okay. podcast where we I'll take a deep Molly. dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top fuck the Koch brothers, fuck, fuck Fox News. Fuck Rush Limbaugh, fuck, fuck Ben Shapiro, fuck Tucker Carlson, fuck J.K. Rowling, and fuck Fondage. It's Tuesday, October 20th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Don't know much about Benghazi. Don't know much virology. Don't know much about alt-right crooks. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love the do And I know that if you love do too What a wonderful world it could be Ah, that is courtesy of Lex Lugie And I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray The Daily Side Guy With your host, Miles of Gray more often than not, he's high on the pot in a wonderful way. Thank you so much to Panoramic View. I know that's Hannah Solfist on the Discord channel for my for my great AKAs. Thank you for that contribution, Hannah. Good to see you. Bless you. Bless the entire the entire Discord crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Kyle. Ay, 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 airs. Oh, it's good to be here and watch hey. that not rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. Ay, 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 I think ay, it was ay, more ay. like, yeah. I thought it's I was more reading it more as ay, ay, airs. It's a oh, lot okay. like that, uh, the song that throw your hands in the air. That's what we're looking for. That came out oh. when I was in college and boy, did it get yelled at me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Wait, came out when you your were in hands college? In no, it was like the popular remix sort of like thing. Does, uh, uh, oh, maybe okay. like a Girl like, Talk on, remix or something you? like that. Remember, sure, yeah, sure. There was a point in my life I thought Girl Talk was the only good musician. <laughs> That's right. That was true. That yeah. was like, I remember you would there. pull up to a party and be like, yo, have you fucking heard this Girl Talk shit? What? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm going to play It's called Night Ripper. He you made art. Do, I burned this CD. Out of art. Wait, but it's everything had Garage Band before I did. Yeah, yeah. And, then and he also went he away. The, yeah, well, he's he has like a couple remixes here and there. I see him pop up, but the whenever you'd see him live, he'd always use this like janky ass like IBM Think Book or whatever, and he would just <laughs> yeah. Saran wrap it because yeah. there's so much sweat and beer and shit flying. Those live shows though, they're were very fun. A entire vibe. He really hmm. embraced just hitting play and having a party. Uh, do you know what I mean? Where it seems like yeah. some people who sort of do the DJ thing try and... It's, it's like, I know you're not doing anything up there right now. I don't need yeah. you to look busy. Just shoot confetti at me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And invite everybody on stage. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We but do need a, a confetti bazooka for our next live show experience. Most. I have a digital one if you want a green oh, screen confetti bazooka you could use oh, in really? Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds great oh. just for like boring meetings, especially. Mm-hmm. And it goes, Yay! <laughs> especially when like, yeah, you're, you're like a dry corporate going like, guys, we got some great news. Uh, so two, three, blah, blah, blah. Yay. <laughs> pop, pop. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, all right, Kyle, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners what we're talking about today. You know, we're in the home stretch, so we're going to talk about uh, where the Trump campaign's head is at. Uh, We are going to talk about where the rest of the Republican Party's head is at. Uh, We're going to take some advice from Nate Silver. He's trying to keep us sane in this stretch run. Uh, We're going to look at a new report coming out that says Facebook specifically altered their algorithm in 2017 to uh, throttle traffic to what they refer to as left-leaning sites. We are going to check in uh, with Chris Pratt's closet Trump support. We're going to look into what the 50 scientifically scariest movies of all time are, Mm -hmm. uh, according to some half-assed science project that somebody just did. Uh, And if we have time, we might get to the plot for Space Jam 2. All of that Plenty more, but first, Kyle, throw your hands in the airs. 
what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Oh, well, I can't believe you teased him with, and if there's time, we'll get to the thing everyone cares about most. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how we keep them going, and then we just push exactly. it off And if until there's time, after we'll the do the sack of money giveaway at the end. Um, <laughs> if there's time. They have dollar signs on it. So the last thing I Google searched is The Office Season 2 Torrent. Okay. Uh, okay. I wanted yeah. to make a funny video, and <laughs> it is so hard to just find a clip. I mean, I know, I, okay, I'm admitting to theft, uh, yeah, now that yeah. I hear it out loud, um, <laughs> but I just wanted one little clip of a thing. Why can't I use a little clip of a thing? Just give me which clip no you looking for? It's the, I wanted to promote my album by pretending Jim and Pam were listening to it on that iPod scene of that episode. Oh, it's like what you listen to, like want to share an AirPod? Yeah, that, that yeah, AirPod? and have them put yep, the AirPod yep. in, and it's it's uh, me screaming, and uh, <laughs> so I went to go find the clip, and you can't because. It's all in like one P online, like the standardest <laughs> definition possible because it's been like downgraded. And so I went and I, um, you know what? For the purpose of this, I bought it and I own the rights to it. I own the copyright. To, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. To, wow. I, I bought NBC. I'm bringing CISO back. That's and, smart of them um, to just. <laughs> <laughs> Who says CISO? That's smart of them to just sell off chunks of the show to yeah. individual uh, people just yeah. one at I, a time. That yeah. seems like part of it's a dystopian nightmare where you're like, right. oh, actually, uh, my neighbor owns every Dwight quote. Yeah. Um, like, like, how? <laughs> oh, like, you remember actually, when they started gutting that thing? <laughs> I don't own Acme, but I own Acme products from Looney Tunes episodes. Right, so right. you're not allowed to. You can watch it almost land on Wiley Coyote, but if you're going to actually watch it hit him, you have to hit me up. Yeah. Then you have to pay me, yeah. I'm a Michael Scott Baron. I uh, <laughs> own all the Michael Scott quotes. I mean, Jack, uh, so he, he, it was a risk. A lot of people were like, I, that, that character might not resonate. And right. in fact, it might become so dated, it be, might become toxic. You bet big and look at I you I bought now, the rights during season problem. one when everyone was like, this guy, this right. isn't going to work. Well, the this guy sums up with his hairline. Michael Scorn quotes and uh, <laughs> oh, Prison right. Mike quotes. And so there's a lot of weird court cases we have to yeah. get into when it comes yeah, to that. Yeah. And it's, it's I believe it's Michael Scarn. Scarn, yeah. That was, see, yeah, that was just, my typo was costing me. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I almost my thought these. are going to be all over that. They're these Nike hiking shoes called the Air Scarn. Oh, yeah. And I Hikes. nearly, yeah, I just almost bought them because of the Michael Scarn <laughs> parallel. That's the, and I'm like, man, I'm, what the fuck? Is <laughs> this is only going to resonate. And later. it's only for me. I'm like, yo, right. what's up, man? What up, serious hiker? These are Air Scarns. They're like, <laughs> uh, my leg is broken and I need a medevac. And I'm like, all right, I'm cutting all right, my one arm off right now to get out of this rock <laughs> if you could let me go. You're just yelling. You're like, check out my specific shoes. And they're like, can you pull your mask up? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I just had to let you know about these. <laughs> the scars. Yeah, I didn't need to see your mouth to describe that you were wearing air scars. <laughs> just thought you might not have heard me when I said it. I didn't want you to get into the scorn, scorn situation. Into laughter. Kyle, <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? Underrated. I always struggle with this because I wrote down two things for both of them. I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, I think uh, uh, electric toothbrushes, underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I used Why? my electric toothbrush for a while, and then it uh, it wasn't working, and I went back to a normie. And then the first time I used an electric toothbrush again, it felt like I'd gone to the dentist for a cleaning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. As opposed so, to just pushing that broom around. around maybe I just I mean, don't know what I'm doing, but our listeners know. I mean, with the new Quip Smart Head, I mean, you can gamify. <laughs> I didn't mean uh, to easy with doing an ad. Uh, I mean, for real, it gives you tips on that stroke. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was trying to ease you into an ad, but the other thing I think is underrated is square space. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, just me and my undies. Um, The other thing I put for underrated is just kind of watching the first thing you think you want to watch when you're looking for something to watch. Yeah, just go with it. Despite despite your yeah, uh, you don't have to scroll down. You don't have to scroll over. You want to watch the firm? That's fine. You'll be happy when you're 12 minutes in and you're committed to something. Just kind of watch the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I have the worst uh, content commitment phobia. Like when it comes like when I'm about to eat and you're trying to put the perfect thing on and I'll literally my food will just disintegrate and rot by the time I've decided (laughs) like what I could even watch. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah, exactly. And Twinkies. And they're just (laughs) completely gone off by the time I get to them. But yeah, it's, I I have tried to be like I'll trust the algorithm, and then sometimes right. I'm like this is so bad, and then I just eat quicker and I'm done and I'm off to do something more productive. So in a way, it helps. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So just kind of watch the thing, you know. You you'll be all right. Just kind of put. What it did on. you watch recently? That, I that started watching uh, The Boys on Amazon Prime. I gave in to overwhelming uh, promoted tweets, and mm-hmm. also finally <laughs> linked Amazon Prime to my TV. And I wanted to reward myself for doing that. There and I watched go. one episode of it. It's good, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'll stick with it. And then I, uh, uh, other thing I watched is in my overrated. So okay. Let's do it. What is your overrated? All right. My overrated. First thing, LaCroix. Um, not what I watched, mm. but all the others. I like all of <laughs> I like. Uh, give me a seltzer from a brand that seems like it was invented by one guy in a bodega. I don't need. <clears throat> I think that they're too. They're not better than other seltzers. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. I mean, and you yeah. feel like they're too corporate. They're too. It's uh, not, I just focus like, grouped. They're just like, what do we. They're all. Give me. They don't have a cherry flavor. That is true. What yeah, got to get Waterloo. Waterloo's black cherry. I love Waterloo. I know black, black cherry. cherry is the best seltzer flavor, and they don't even mm-hmm. t- like wade into those waters. And instead, they're out here. And I got. I, I guess I'm not. You got to just take the word essence off the box. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I thought Whisper. was overrated was the trial of the Chicago Seven. Ooh. Okay. I'm hearing um, uh, different takes from different sides on this. What well, What are your thoughts? I, I don't want to make it into a big movie rant sort of situation. And and aside from the viral tweet where you find out that he reused forty lines from his previous works in this movie, um, <laughs> Aaron Sorkin, which is incredible to watch, and I'm not joking. Yeah, he loves to plagiarize himself. Sorkinisms. Uh, Sort yeah, I've never they seen a, I've never seen something be less than the sum of its parts in such a spectacular manner. Do you know what I mean? It's like when a yeah. sports mm-hmm. team, like the Philadelphia Eagles, that one year signed like the ten best free agents in the league, and then went eight and eight. That's what this felt like happened. Right. It was like <laughs> y- y- you put all the all the acting is good. If you ask me what's good, like what's good about it, I would list all of the parts of making a movie. Right. I'm like right. the acting's right. good, but then it made I felt like I was watching the the first uh the debut night of a high school play the entire time or like what what like if this, this is like a black box theater one man show draw like it, when they saw <laughs> in barry that show barry they made fun of acting in a way where they all put on this performance as like a a, 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 a ensemble that's what this felt like it, everything was so dramatic like everyone very showy performances very, everyone interrupts each other with the f- most witty thing possible and i'm like no right. one's like this right. i hang out with all comedians and most it's mostly duds there's no way <laughs> that everyone's behaving like this. And also, it was just felt like all of our... It felt like all of my Midwestern... My parents would love this movie so much. Right. Because it right. makes you feel good. For You're like, well, I'm... They're like, there's a right way to for progress, is basically what it says. Where you can't go too far this way. You got to go down the middle. You got to feel... And it's like that, but that isn't what it is. Right. And right. it just it, it felt like I was being talked down to the entire time. Um and uh, like an it felt like, I don't know, like a Disney movie. Like I think Miracle had like more uh, uh social depth than this did or something. But it, it just I I despite I felt, it being so significant, the first thirty minutes of the movie I felt insane because it's cut together like someone's making like SNL's making fun of Aaron Sorkin, where everything is <laughs> everyone. It's a walk and talk. The, the, there's a walk and talk through a Black Panthers like apartment. And you're just like, this is a one bedroom in Philly. How's he? Where's he walking? It's so small, and you just right. you you felt like it was satire, and then it sort of settles in, and then you just are like, and then I looked, I'm like, everyone has to hate this, right? Because Sorkin feels like he's making fun of himself, and I'm like, it's a 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Hmm. And I'm just, how is this? It has all the stuff that I dislike about stuff that's exclusively Netflix, which means it feels like it was half the budget of anything else, and it feels rushed. And then it had all the stuff I dislike about Sorkin, which is it loved itself and thought it was smarter than anything anyone else has ever made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I, it was more significant than anything that exists. I have a pitch for Aaron Sorkin to just do a series version of The Social Network 2. Uh, I just I don't think he's great at writing characters he admires because I think then the characters become too or or like if they're saying the thing that he thinks is right it gets like too he gets too up his own ass but like 
I thought the social network was his best work. I think the social network might be the most important movie of a decade. That's right. like how back and forth I am with this guy. A Few Good Men <laughs> is a perfect movie. Yeah. The West Wing is the best political like pop culture thing that does ever well Veep is, but the West Wing is great. And <laughs> and then here we are with this and I'm just like what is po- what is happening? But I think, I think it's exactly what you're saying. When he rewrites history to be in line with sort of his neoliberal uh, sort of beliefs and his neo, he's so confident in his uh, worldview that he just, and he's good at like putting it into words, but he just, it becomes like too pat and it doesn't really cohere to history. Whereas I, I want him and Fincher to, like that that was a great supervillain origin story but holy shit when you look at like what facebook has done since being founded and reaching a right. billion users yeah. it's it's nightmarish and also just like interacts with history in all sorts of horrifying ways and uh yeah i i would love to see that i would i would i think it's almost uh, a responsibility that they have i don't know because it's like it but you know like facebook they will skirt any responsibility for anything anything they've ever made has an impact society uh i i, I love the social network and think it's just so important yeah and so good and a lot of it's really great because sorkin didn't have to write anything it was all written down and by the people in the movie are the 20 people who talk like sorkin thinks everyone talks <laughs> right. uh it's all lawyers and people who th- are smarter than lawyers right and it's great. I, I didn't love the trial of Chicago 7. I don't... Anyone who isn't a neoliberal... Anyone who isn't my parents... Right. Uh, he, he he kind of... They all talk with like a condescending fatal flaw within... They have some sort of like... Like a uh, 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 kindness or something like personable about them at, right. at, at the end, I suppose. Yeah. The other show that the your response reminds me of is the newsroom, where it's like, "What if?" <laughs> oh, I don't want to derail rewrite. the whole podcast yeah. and podcast, and you get me started talking about the newsroom. <laughs> I, it's oh my god! But to, people were touting the pilot speech that he gives, like he, Aaron Sorkin, was the only one who knew that America might not be the greatest country in the history right. of the world. Right, right. and people were like, "Oh, you really got to watch." There was wasn't there like a wildly popular Twitter account that was a fake version of the fake guy from the show. Right. Yeah, I think so. Oh, um, it makes too much sense. Kyle, Kyle, though, uh what I just while you're here, since you're a Chiefs fan, underrated yeah. Marvin Snoop Minnis. Uh properly rated. <laughs> underrated or overrated? <laughs> properly rated Miles. By, okay. by the fact that uh two out of fourteen people remember who he is. Uh, <laughs> but he had a nice impact on those two. So I'll say pro- a lot every Chiefs player post Derek Thomas, pre Patrick Mahomes is properly rated. There you go. Right. With Dante uh, Hall? Underrated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> immediately na- n- uh, name you the know, one. Uh, yeah. a, a little overshadowed by Devin Hester. He might be the second best yeah. returner of all time, but when you exist at the exact well, Dion, but you exist at the exact same time as the best one. Yeah. Right. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of guys we don't talk about because of Jordan. Yeah. Dante Hall got me uh, betting on football. Basically, I well, I won a bet. Like I think it was one. Like I think it was a, the the beginning of the season or something. And I had a bet going like on the Chiefs, and he delivered. And I was like, this guy is great. And I that season, I probably lost the most money on football. So, well, that he personally <laughs> got you. Like he was like, I think we're gonna hit his return. I think we're gonna get under. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna hit the he under. Texted you and and lose this game. And you I'm like, like, what are you thinking, yeah. man? You guys gonna cover or what? <laughs> he had a good streak of a few games in a row, running back a punt. Is so exciting. Yeah. It's oh, so oh, it's now the, I watch it the, like a horrified parent where I'm just like, get out of bounds, please. Go, 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 yeah, go. Don't hurt yourself, don't hurt yourself, yeah. don't hurt yourself, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true, okay. you know, to be Well, this is crazy because I wrote this down before I knew what we were gonna talk about today. I have two again, but one of them I couldn't debunk, and that is that I think my nails are growing faster now. Um <laughs> <laughs> wait, why? What's going on? What's I don't your... know. I I don't remember having to trim them this often but maybe yeah. it's because i have a i used to be able to go outside um but you i think like it's diet? a time marker i think they're growing i'm like having to trim them i feel like multiple times a week hmm well, and when that's I was a, that's too many yeah but so i don't like, know and i tried to look it up and there's mixed results so i couldn't debunk it um, like meg and family guy when that was her power or just her legs got, or her her <laughs> nails just got super long for a second <laughs> it's just every time 
because I play guitar and you notice quick when that, and even because oh, we all type it. so yeah. much, you notice on your keyboard when they're longer because yeah. you're like, am I worse at typing all of a sudden? Right. Um, getting a lot of weird fret buzz here. Yeah, so I don't know. That was the first, so I couldn't debunk that. Maybe if there, I know that there's definitely people smarter than me that listen to this because uh, that's everyone. And so let me know if your nails I, grow faster as you get older. The internet has mixed results. I have a feeling I've had a similar thought. I'm like, damn, my nails got fucking long all of a sudden. Yeah. I think it's because it's like one of the few things is keep helping me keep track of time mm-hmm. is my fingernail length. Like, I've lost every other marker, like, right, you know, right. pumpkin spice latte season happened five days early. Sure. Uh, the NBA finals just ended. Jeez. You know, there's a, there, I don't know the Chiefs what's play going at on. 2 p.m. on a Monday for their Thursday night game. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't know. So right. I've like those normal things, like the only that and my allergies are the only thing that have been consistent. And I right. think because I've lost those other things, I forget like how much linear time has passed. I'm like, you know, I feel like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill when she come out the coma and she's like looking at her hands. And she's like, yeah, four years or whatever that line <laughs> is. But <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Cause like when, when you, I, I just remember when I used to uh, park in the same parking lot every day, like at a certain point, it just, mm-hmm. they all started blending together because like I just couldn't distinguish that morning from every other morning that looked and felt exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if like a similar thing where we're just like kind of, um, you know, our brain is actually far more uh, nerves going from our brain to our eyes than vice versa. Like our brain fills in a lot of the stuff that it already knows is there and your eyes are only taking in a very small portion of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's just generally true with our world. Like we when there whenever there's something that our brain is like, OK, this is going to be the same every time. It just like starts filling that in and memory holing it. So yeah, it's yeah. like cookies on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Your brain is <laughs> cooking the world around you because we're yeah. in a very but routine. It, it is like that uh, when you see those paragraphs where every word is misspelled, except but the first and la- and then but you can read them properly. Right, your brain <laughs> is doing all the the fill in work for you, where you yeah. just understand how everything's supposed to be. Exactly. Come on, brain. You got to get better and work harder. Uh, <laughs> if there's one thing to tell my brain. Um, the other thing I wrote down to debunk is uh, you, and I, like I said, this, I didn't know we were going to talk about today. You'll be okay if you delete Facebook. Uh, you, you're not going <laughs> to lose connections with your friends. Hmm. Um, you're not going to miss. It's okay. You can keep in touch with people without it now. I know that a lot of people hang on because they're like, this is how I keep in touch with what my like cousins or the, I, I deleted it. I just, I've been forced. I just text people sometimes and say, what's up? Hope all all is well. Like that's like old high school friends or things like that. You can kind of just put in a little bit different work and it's not like replacing, Hey, we're all having a dialogue about a, uh, a funny photo or something, but yeah, it's okay. Or it's always like, Oh shit. Are the star quarterback of my high school is like a, just a racist troll now. Uh Oh, I do think people hang on to it. I think it's the concussions. Because you know, you remember back then, like there were no protocols, and I and I really I remember his helmet was a lot lighter than everyone else because he was more of a you know kind of scrambling quarterback, and he took. I remember that one game against Bishop Amat. It was pretty fucked up, and then he still got back in. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I'm like, maybe he's just racist. I don't know. Maybe he's just been racist the whole time. Maybe right. that's just a. Maybe he he said he wanted a lighter helmet because white people's brains were bigger, and you need to look it up. <laughs> like maybe maybe that was the sign he was racist, and not the getting hit by the football. I yeah. I just think I have lost nothing. I have I have I have missed out on nothing. Yeah, because I right. have deleted it. Um, I, I don't know. I have a Facebook fan page that I don't know how to maintain without having Facebook. <laughs> um, but I don't really know what to do. I, I know that some people hang on because they're like, well, yeah, cause it is a really at its inception. It was a really good way to rate women on their hotness. And then the second <laughs> thing it was good at right. was you could keep in, it kind of, you don't need a high school reunion anymore. Right. right. And it's like, well, I don't think we're meant to be this in touch with this many people and have no intimate relationships with any friends anymore. Like it's, I don't, I'm not supposed to have a 1% tab with a thousand yeah. people and to have the most annoying thing that those thousand people do every day, just bubble up yeah. to the top of your consciousness to make. So you if angry. you're thinking about it, here's, here's what I can say. If you're listening and you're like, well, I don't, I don't like what it's doing. Log out and delete 
the apps for a little bit and see how often you just open a browser and type FAB or every, it's really, a, it makes you feel crazy. When I logged out and deleted the thing, I would just open Chrome and type FAC and then I'm like, oh no, like my right. muscle. And then you'll slowly stop doing that and you'll slowly get better. It feels like I'm like getting rid of like a sugar addiction or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you don't to your it. point though, by texting somebody, I mean, like just being on Facebook, I think people massively like overrate or underrate how passive it actually is like you may think well how do i keep up it's like but are you interacting you might just be scrolling but oh that's what they're doing oh that's what they're doing but it's not you're not connecting and i think even to your point by even texting someone like hey what's up you good yeah that's where you're gonna get like a zoo after a little bit do you know what i mean where it's like a one-way connection we all have with each other yeah but and then i i hated who i was going in and, and being like my muscle memory is to go to these things right and i'm like mm-hmm. this is where did i get to where this is a thing i check off a hundred times a day because zuckerberg bro yeah they had yeah, it all so planned out you can do without it i'm yeah i know people who say and i i i who you know i need it for this i need it for this i use it for this y- you don't you can figure it out i'm now zoom bombing for my personal interaction uh, yeah. on a daily basis <laughs> just, just going into like random yeah, yeah, random login numbers, family reunions, you know, <laughs> just I did, yeah. corporate meetings, AA well, I meetings, look, just coming in is, and being like, sup? You, what you do is you just you just crawl, you just look on Google and you just search for people who are publicly posting Zoom meeting IDs and I just yeah. go in, video off, and I just like to be a fly on the wall. Oh, I yeah. had a Zoom stand-up show get bombed by, and this is what I miss live stand-up so much because at least hecklers had to have gumption when it was face-to-face. Now they <laughs> bomb a Zoom meeting, and these kids are so not good at being racist. They're so they they pulled up, they took the they they bombed the meeting, they stole the screen share, and they went to the KKK's Wikipedia page. And I'm like, what do you do? Why are you? The page says they're bad. Like, I don't know what you're trying to yeah, get across. That'll like, show what, a, right. what a lazy racist. At right. least if you were heckling me in person, you had to call me a slur while I looked at you. Do you know right. what I mean? Right, yeah. right. There's a little more. Yeah, there's risk involved. Come on. Ego. Back Come in my on. day. Come <laughs> on, 12-year-olds. Yeah, they just all Zoom bombed it, and they, like, Googled penis. Do you know what I mean? And right. they yeah, threw yeah. the picture up there, and you're like, buddy, I got one. Like, I don't like, know. These are medical you're... diagrams. <laughs> you're so bad. This actually bad. sounds like you were Zoom bombed by, like, a 55-year-old dad or mom or something. <laughs> right. or something. Yeah, like, I'll teach <laughs> him. Don't know I'll how to him. internet. Uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and check in on the presidential election. And we're back. So Trump is trying to keep spirits up. You know, the polls looking bleak, uh, as we talked about on yesterday's episode. But he, you know, in other news that they're spinning out to the media as much as possible, uh, he thinks they had their best day uh, that any presidential election has had so far this election. Just, you know, crushing it. That seems rooted in facts. Yeah. I think it was like rooted in the dance moves uh, where his feet are rooted to the stage. I mean, the things, according to this article, he says, he's telling his staffers because right now, a lot of his staffers are not feeling it. They're like, Dude, especially the people who have been working on other like legit campaigns where, you know, the candidate like does things like has a message and stays on it and isn't just like screaming wild racist shit out loud. Um, You know, the morale is super fucking low and all of them are looking at it like, dude, we're so up against it. He's not doing anything to change the numbers. So this led him to be like saying, we're going to win. I wouldn't have told you that maybe two or three weeks ago if we had the election today. I think we'd win. Today's the best single day that I felt on either campaign. I don't know what that even means. Is that because yeah. your your meds are hitting right? Or right. like, what, what, the what, day what after is, I got steroids mean? from doctors is one of the best days I've ever felt on either <laughs> campaign. <laughs> or to my life in general. And then he's sort of gone on to, you know, when people are raising issues about like, you know, just getting killed in the messaging and stuff, you say, blaming the press for reporting stories about him, which are objectively negative because he is a racist piece of shit that can't stay on message. So yeah, the stories are going to be about how what his racism is or being anti-science. I think most recently he was warning people that 
uh, at this rally in what is it, Carson County? I want to say uh, in in Nevada, in Carson County, Nevada. He was telling people, he's like, look, if you if Joe Biden's elected, he'll listen to the scientists. If I'm, yeah, I love if, it. it's, <laughs> that's his warning it's, to people is he'll listen to accepted science now. So his his words. Did he the public, say that specifically? Like those were the yes, words. Yes, he in the thing he goes the way that he's like. You know, you don't know how the future of this virus is looking. He's going to want to lock down. He's, he's talking about Joe Biden. Then he says he'll listen to the scientists. And then he said, if I listen to this, if I listen totally to the scientists, we would right now have a country that would be in a massive depression. Instead, we're like a rocket ship. Take a look at the numbers. <laughs> the numbers. Are I mean, he didn't actually... specify which rocket ship. I think there's a school teacher <laughs> on board. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take we off. Had a we faced yeah. it. We're, we're like a challenger taking. Uh, <laughs> this has always blown me away that that's a Dodge car. Come on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the actual numbers show that we're uh, economically, you know, in a recession bordering on depression. And China, uh, because they actually listened to their scientists and you know, locked down and did all the things. Well, and also uh, like the authoritarian, you know, you, you can lock shit down a little bit. Right. Easier. Okay. So New Zealand yeah, when you and control China, all the locks. Right. Yeah. That does help. <laughs> but they had but a big any country, economic yeah. recovery already. Like the countries that listened to right. New Zealand uh, is holding rugby matches with 85,000 right. people sitting next to each other. I know. Yeah. That's like, that's like the new drug is just going to be to put an Oculus headset on and pretend you're New Zealand at a rugby game. Yeah. Oh man, I saw the clips and I I'm like I don't know how I'm I got mad at everyone at the same time. Yeah. Every single yeah. person in the world. I was upset at them. They're, just everything like charming accents. Jacinda is like on her way to just a smash in the election and I was reading another thing about how their parliament is like the most diverse especially from an LGBTQIA like standpoint like of any other country in the world. And you look at this like, wow, diversity of opinions, thoughts, all of this. It's crazy how when like, a government is representative of the people who live under that government. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Stop, the, the people stop. are safer. Um, oh, I'm not. Look, I'm not a scientist. You don't have to listen to me unless <laughs> yeah. Biden wins. Right. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is like the messaging thing is even starting to get to like the Fox and Friends set. Steve right. Ducey. He had to literally, because he knows the president's watching, he had to stop short of telling the president, yo, shut the fuck up about Hunter Biden, um, to just essentially set it up very softly. So you got to figure the president's going to try to bring up Hunter Biden in some way. Has to. Uh, And the base loves to hear that stuff. But what the consultants are telling the president is, in the race to the final 15 days, do as much about the economy as you possibly can. And essentially the best message is President Trump built a great economy. Then COVID screwed things up and President Trump is better at rebuilding than Joe Biden. That's the message they would like to see. Got it. So, like I said, we just talked about how this man is at a rally in Nevada as we speak saying, Joe Biden will listen to the scientists. That's Uh not the message. The people who you paid millions of fucking dollars to to attest all this messaging they're telling you the narrative you need to sell is the one steve Ducey even knows and stop basically he's saying hunter biden is the fetch of 2020 stop <laughs> trying to make it happen because it do ain't you, happening do we think that they have like that republican strategists sit down with steve Ducey and are like look this is the only way that we can get this message through to him do you it's think possible. like it's that concerted do you think Fox News just knows that they are like the only people that the it president has to be, listens to? It must be shorthand at this point. Right. Once you got a year into this thing and there are all these reports about how he's just fucking has his eyes glued to Fox that you're like, yeah, this is how you talk to him. And I'd you imagine just out. like us who are watching this constantly, just if we were in the similar position as problem solvers, we'd be like, okay, man, I guess we need somebody to go on Fox News and scream it at the president through the, the fucking show that he watches because he's not listening to us 
yeah. whatever who gives it's a like shit. you hear Let those stories about how memorize. marlon brando quit memorizing scripts and they would have to leave lines tucked around the set that he would yeah. just read as they go that's what this feels like is happening where he's like in the middle they've said action and he's in the middle like, <laughs> you just please just put one on there to say stop making fun of the most sympathetic uh uh person involved in either campaign like please put something in there that says bring up anything i've done i mean the the sigh that Ducey had before he got into that like 20 yeah. or 25 second talk where he he feels like he's exhausted at his job i have no sympathy for him but nope. he feels like he is like well here i go again doing the thing do you know what i mean and yeah. i imagine they I'm, get in a meeting yeah. and they all, I, I i could see them have their size their bitmojis are having in this republican think tank fox news group chat are yeah fast. we uh yeah. speaking of no sympathy for him i just no. want to talk about the continuing euro step away from the president by uh, Euro stepping, yep. uh, a number of senators and uh, just uh, GOP politicians who are trying to win if Biden wins, every step is going to be a Euro step. We're going to yes. be stepping just yeah. like Euros. Um, you don't want that. John Cornyn, uh, the Texas senator who finds himself all of a sudden in a shockingly close race, is distancing himself and saying things that are like pretty sober for a Republican, like pretty right. uh, circumspect and uh, but with enough misogyny that it still sounds like something a, a Republican would say. Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Make no mistake. There is a uh, problematic, uh, toxic masculinity at the core of all of this. He said, maybe uh, he, he described his relationship with Trump as maybe like a lot of women who get married and think they're going to change their spouse. And that doesn't usually work out very well. I think what we found is that we're not going to change President Trump. He is who he is. You either love him or hate him, and there's not much in between. Mm. What I tried to do is not get into public confrontations and fights with him because, as I've observed, those usually don't go too well. Uh, but when I've had a difference of opinion, I bring it up privately. Uh, so basically, like I knew he was wrong. I just like didn't say it because he gets mad and is mean, um, which is... <laughs> The sign, the surest <laughs> sign that your uh, candidate is winning the election is when people are being like, "I look, I knew he was an asshole, you guys. Um, oh, yeah, I was just doing that to fuck with y'all. Oh, you thought I was serious? Nah, nah, I knew he was trash the whole time. <laughs> you know See, what's that's wild is, stupid. I believe him when he says, when I do it privately, it's more effective because Trump is such a lying, gaslighting, moment-to-moment people pleaser. Every time he meets with someone one-on-one, he gives them everything they want. Every time he meets with someone one-on-one, they come out like, he meets with Kanye. He comes out and he's like, we did everything. He meets with Kim Kardashian. (laughs) He's like, I released everyone she said to. He does his the immediacy of what he needs to feel love. That's why he does these rallies is because it's the only thing where he gets this immediacy. If if you get him one-on-one and you're like, make Texas into nine states, he probably would go do it. Like, he's so, (laughs) he doesn't know anything anything right and so he just is so reactive every he he does whatever anyone at that moment is that's why he listens to fox news and does that immediately i mean that's ultimately why he's bad at being president right is yeah it's the uh, worst in addition to the racism and all of uh you know the horrifying rightward uh movement of uh the ideology of the gop he's also just you know for a national catastrophe like COVID-19 uh the thing that they said like at the outset is like you need somebody who is steady who is always like this is what we're doing this is what we're doing this is the game plan these are the realities we're dealing with this is what we're doing and he is the opposite of that um yeah kind of like what you're saying about how he likes to please everyone he's like mora in pen 15 season two who's just like what y'all want y'all want to come over i'll give you everything my mom's a cunt. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> I would always... also lie about every single thing. So you like me? It's like oh, I don't no, think no, he's no, thought no, no. two things ahead. I think every time we thought he was, or so, I, I just think if everything is moment to moment. What is best yeah. for me in this exact moment, this exact second? Sometimes the best thing for him in that moment is to put a rallying cry out to a hate group. Sometimes right. the best thing for him in that moment is to release someone from jail because it'll look good on Twitter. Everything to him is like this second to this i think he has no foresight i think he's easily manipulated it's like anytime anyone attributes any intelligence to anything he's doing i think it's someone around him 
and I don't, yeah. I, I give him no credit. Yeah, I think it's yeah. pure instincts and just people trying to engineer those instincts. Yeah, it's um, just that. Yeah, it's just that shit where like some of his ideas are so bad when they worked out, people just mistook that for him being very complex. Like and you're yeah, like, no, nah, that's just that the probabilities are just, just like in his favor. It. You can right. you yeah. can wing it as you go and get by on confidence for for I would say it looks like three point eight five years. Yeah, uh, but the one thing or that in an I improv had, group. Yeah, right. <laughs> not <laughs> one as thing president. I hadn't fully heard a Republican say before, and maybe they've been saying this, and I just haven't been paying attention. But he said in this call with supporters, "I applaud him for standing up to China, but frankly, this idea that China is paying the price and we're not paying the price here at home is just not true." So that's yeah, like no I've I've heard that be cited as like a real strength of his on like centrists and uh right-wing people and so it's good to well i think all it was is that like oh he was willing to fuck up the economy to like right start this trade war and that's yeah. a definitely a flex but yeah. yeah cut to so many people especially in the manufacturing sector who were promised the revival of manufacturing jobs in the 2016 election are always like what the fuck is this like this guy asshole really just lied to us all of this to say is all these people, including Ben Sass, who I know you spoke about earlier, just trying to act like he fucking knew. And he's like, this guy's a, he flirts with white supremacy. Look, all you Republicans, nice fucking try. We caught all y'all on camera throating the fucking boot. So it's the, the time will come for most of you to be thrown out or voted out. I mean, depending on, you know, what district you're in, you may be in, you know, a district so red it will make the devil uh, jealous, but this uh for everybody else you'd hope that these things are just going to be like just you know hang over them this entire time because you know they know that it's they're like i don't know that was kind of a bad look for me that was a new level of folksiness by the way from you miles uh, so red that'll make the devil jealous <laughs> that's because was... he's talking about a guy from nebraska <laughs> so uh... he just immediately went full nebraska i hear mode. everything that you're saying <laughs> and so desperately hope it's true and so desperately hope that everyone is not just so racist that they don't care. I hope yeah. that every farmer isn't just so hateful that they actually realize this guy doesn't care about you. But inst- I, I still am worried it won't. I am just, I am just worried yeah. that someone will no, lose absolutely. the popular vote by seven and a half million votes yeah. and win mm-hmm. an election because every district is going to be so red the devil is jealous when they're all drawn in crazy, bizarre right. swirl yeah. shapes throughout every single state. Yeah. So crazy and swirly, it makes LSD jealous. Is that there you go? Right? <laughs> uh, I like that. I guess farmers don't really reference LSD that much. Um, nah, they love it. Not these days. You hate to see it. <laughs> uh, Nate Silver did a thing. I'm gonna go ahead and out myself as uh, Nate Silver boy, but I don't Silver know. Bowl. Silver boy. Silver, Silver boy. Silver boy. <laughs> <laughs> Soon it will be election day in the city. All right, I mm. I could have gone without yeah, well. doing taking it all the way but uh you know we'll you know, had to indulge a bit uh-huh yeah. uh so i th- i still i just think he has a better handle on the race uh if we are going to look at polls like he recognizes the limitations of polls talks about the limitations of polls uh all the time um the thing he's saying is that trump still has a chance if what happened, what Trump was suggesting happened and the election was held today, he would have a one in 20 shot of winning based on existing polls because he's behind by so much. Silver thinks that things are going to tighten, but one in 20 is still a high chance it, when you're talking in terms of like an asteroid hitting our country, which I think is what we would be dealing with. Like I wish we would treat it like, what if COVID's death rate was one in 20? Right. Because it's, yeah. it's one in 200, and yeah. it is still so serious. It is the most serious thing that has happened to the world in a while. And this is, I yeah. hope Nate Silver's right that it's only one, but it's one in 20 scary. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, based on like what has happened in past elections, he thinks it's going to tighten to one in 10, which is what they have it at right now, which, you know, that's incredibly scary. But the points that he was making that are like good to just keep in mind as we're all like hyperventilating over the last two weeks, uh, people overestimate the October surprise importance and underestimate like how consistent people are in their values. Like COVID 
is what has mattered to voters and continues to matter to them. Polls have been showing that all year. And the October surprise with Comey mattered with Comey, like talking about reopening the investigation to Clinton, uh, mattered in 2016 because Clinton was uniquely unpopular. There was a large portion of undecided voters when that happened. Um, and so it just swung a bunch of them from Clinton to Trump. There aren't a large portion of undecided voters. Imagine right now, and you're like, I don't know. How? Who are you? Who is the person who, I'm, I don't mean to begin, who's the right. person who's at home like, I got to hear a little <laughs> more from See both of these See how this last guys. debate goes. I'm, a, yeah. I'm, I'm loving Joe Jorgensen. And so if either of these other guys can have a good Zoom debate, right. maybe I'll swing. Um, polls generally don't change that much in the last two weeks on average, like one to two percentage points, uh, that would keep things at around one in 10 if they move in Trump's direction or like one in 20, if they move in Biden's direction. Uh, the one thing I think he's leaving out is just that we have a debate that is only 12 days before the election, which is unprecedentedly close. Yeah. They're already bashing the, you know, I think it's Kristen Welker, uh, who's moderating and like the topics came out and they're like, uh, what? Like, what's, what's, what's he going to do? Like, this is just, he's getting killed out here. Like, it's just going to be a hit job. I've always been. Because he's got to talk about racial issues. Oh. <laughs> when they're like, when the, the Trump campaign is like, oh, Biden knew what they were going to talk about. Dog, we all knew what they were going to talk about. It's right. the shit that they're talking about every day. You're the president. He had it the questions ahead of time. You. It's going to be about the stuff that's happening. It's going to be about all the stuff. I can Why tell you what the stuff is going to be. Don't you remember Home Alone 2? Wasn't that great? When in the Plaza Hotel, which I own, by the way. And then you remember Rob Schneider got, he got tipped with a piece of fruit striped gum. He wasn't very happy about that. He would always make the gesture with his hand for a tip. It was a tie-in with fruit striped gum. Yes, my memory is very good. That would probably impress more people if you yeah. called that scene out. <laughs> I would be impressed if you remembered all of that. Yeah. yeah, I would be like, you know what? I'm undecided now. I think he would describe it more as, you know, they took that scene I was in and expanded it into a whole movie with that kid. Right. They loved that scene so much, they wrote a whole movie around it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's take uh, one more break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And... Let's talk about this variety piece on Chris Pratt, uh, who we have talked before about Chris Pratt yeah. and how he's always talking about hunting and Jesus and, you know, all those. Always winking at like the GOP, not going letting people know he might be GOP. Well, whatever, you know, it's fine. He'd just be like James Woods. You can I mean, there's more, cool there's more pictures of him fishing than like a dude's hinge profile. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's, everything is him holding up a fish, which is fine. I like outdoor stuff. I grew up on a lake. I like fishing. I don't even mind hunting under the circumstances of it being used for population control. And I like freaking eating deer meat and stuff. But this guy, yeah, this, this seemed to be a thing like a... People, people knew. Well, yeah, when uh, people have always speculated, you know, he's with uh, what Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, and like also, you know, they're like, okay, goes the Hillsong, a lot of pieces there to be like, this, he might be a conservative Christian. Again, no problem with that, but it's I think the thing that a lot of people are pointing to with this article is that it wasn't necessarily about him. It's just the fact that he's not talked about it in this article. So there's a fundraiser going on for the Biden Harris campaign called Voters Assemble, which is essentially featuring a bunch of Avengers cast members, Don Cheadle, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Paul Rudd, Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana. And the and like they're going to join the uh, like Kamala Harris and some other thing. It's like a whole just they're just basically using their celebrity to generate a ton of fund, funds for the campaign. Um, and everyone was like, yo, where the fuck is Andy from Parks and Rec? Where's Star Dork or whatever the fuck his character is called? Why is he Quill. in the mix? Jesus, Miles. What's that? That's that's who he is. That's his name. Oh, okay. Star so yeah, mind your P's guy. and Q's, and yeah. get your, <laughs> literally like uh, get and get. They're like, why? Why is he in there? I mean, granted, there are there are a few other people who are in that film that aren't in this list, but I think it only just further fanned the flames where people are like we. I think he should just be like, yo, dude, I'm a conservative. You know, yeah. me and Vince Vaughn hang out, then that's that's that. But I think what makes it. I think what people don't like is that like 
if he truly holds these beliefs and he's not saying that because he knows it would be damaging and he's still just doing this, like, you know, trying to, trying to walk, uh, the, you know, have his cake and eat it too, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, just be out here with your values, man. A, this, here, him being like, this is a similar, uh, vibe to why I don't trust polls very much because people who are ashamed of what they believe might lie to a pollster uh i i want to believe it all langston kerman very funny comedian had a, had a joke after the 2016 election where he said the one thing we learned is that white people can keep a secret he's like you guys the whole time were like i'm with her and then you got in there and you were like you know what i liked his hair the whole time <laughs> i'm with hair uh, <laughs> so i don't i mean he definitely knows it's bad he definitely knows it'd be bad for his Pratt business, yeah. the Pratt Institute, I like to call it. He yeah. definitely ah. knows that it, it it wouldn't be good press if he was out here because you know who isn't a Marvel Avenger is James Woods. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or John Voight. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, although John Voight yeah. did find that treasure with his son. Um, that. <laughs> but it's he definitely knows it's bad for. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney had something about it in a contract. But they're so powerful with that stuff, and it's such a. Sorry, I'm one episode into the boys, and now I'm like, this is how superheroes are controlled. Uh, right, but like, I, don't say you're a conservative. It's bad for our brand. <laughs> I, his he's very particular with his brand. I feel like because I don't know. You never hear him talking about anything. He's he, he's similar to like the rock vibes with me, where I'm like, this is such a particular brand. The only time I hear you talking about anything is like when you're talking to a sick kid or doing something that a magazine would call a wholesome personal activity. Right. 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 And even yeah. the rock was like, yeah, all right. I'm uh, even vote the for rock. Biden. I was so <laughs> shocked that the rock put an endorsement out because I'm like, but you know, you might be able to. You won't sell as many sweatproof headphones now. yeah every celebrity is a company that a lot of people make a lot of money off of it's not just his Mm -hmm. decision it's his entire brand branding team's decision granted you know it's his decision to listen to them but his brand certainly seems to be a specific can you imagine Pratt's always about to hit on, be on Twitter. He's like, I'm sorry, guys, but all lives matter. And <laughs> his like, rep's like, dude, get the fuck off there, man. Yeah, Stop. Yeah. Stop. Um, but oh, it's but true. The Think about it. But how depressing would the immediate spike in Chris Pratt merchandise sales be? Oh, uh, that would then be There's curbed by uh, Star, Star-Lord Star dying in an off-camera yeah. manner. I mean, <laughs> just like, yeah not even just like he gets like a text like just a thing like you just see a text graphic on screen just explaining it and star lord tragically just he, was he lost was in the vacuum a 20 of space part disney plus animated guardians of the galaxy series that is <laughs> canon in the mcu subscribe now but i mean he's he's i think engaged to schwarzenegger's daughter yeah the, who knows if he has conservative political aspirations like schwarzenegger but even arnold is out here Right. We at least have to fix this thing before right. we get back to having a dialogue about what yeah. a party is. Yeah. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger is out here spending his own money to open more polling places. Yeah. For the fucking... That's wild. I wonder if maybe we'll find out Chris Pratt was doing that. And he's like, you guys are sick. Look what <laughs> you did. Look at it. You embarrassed yourselves <laughs> just because I didn't say something out loud. Really look at your own hearts, please. Yeah. But also MAGA. Uh, I do want to talk real quick about uh, Facebook changing their algorithm in 2017 to uh, choke traffic to sites that they viewed as left-leaning and, you know, deliver traffic back to the Daily Wire. Like, they had an algorithm update where their editorial staff uh, thought that it was going to penalize the daily wire too much and so they made specific changes to the algorithm to drive traffic away from what they viewed as left-leaning sites like mother jones sites that have a uh, a weird reporting bias where they uh, actually report facts and pro publica <laughs> right pro publica you know leftist shit videos of the president's exact words being said by him it's just it's enough oh, to make yeah. it sick. But I just I think this is a good example of you know we finally saw Facebook block QAnon shit and it it seems like they are totally just trying to read the direction of the wind and figure out like you know yeah and, and paint with all the colors of the wind. Um, <laughs> oh wow! But I mean 
yeah, it's just may they by having somebody who's this in t- in charge of in control of the media ecosystem of America, it just makes it like two hundred percent less tethered to reality and more able yeah. to spin off into the fever dream come true that we've all been living through for the past. I don't know what Zuckerberg needs his site to be before he feels like that girl wasn't personally insulting him at that dinner once. Well, that's I don't why know I think what, we need that update. Yeah. It just all feels like a weird spite thing yeah. that he's doing. He knows it's wrong. He knows what it's doing. And he just, besides his like congressional appearance a couple years back, which was bananas, he, mm-hmm. he, he, it, it's so obvious. It's it, what, how much money do you need? Is he jealous that he's not the richest man in the world and that's oh, yeah. why he does this? Almost like, yeah. definitely. Maybe, just, I, yeah. They need to force these people into like ayahuasca, like spiritual, you know, transcendental introspection journeys just to see, just to see if it'll sh- knock a couple screws loose. Like, I wonder if he would look into himself and be like, oh, you're right. I never <laughs> got over that thing. Woody, or, or would it be like the finale of Mad Men when he would come up with an even better Absolutely. idea to right, advertise right, right. stuff at us? Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the New Yorker did a profile of the place that that Mad Men scene is based on. It's an actual like spiritual retreat where people like go do LSD, like hang out together. It's like you can only get in there if you have like Oprah's net worth. Like it's all just these like tech billionaires and like leaders and they have these retreats and shit. And it's been co-opted by like neoliberal, like the same way that the tech industry like took what was, you know, the hippie movement and like yeah. drug use and, you know, free thinking and turned it into a massive, massive money-making machine. Yeah, I think if you're a capitalist, selfish uh, monster, all that opening up your mind is going to do is further that. It's not It's not like right. you're just being trapped into being someone who exploits the entire world into $100 billion. Sure. Yeah. I mean, or if we look at it as like in a way that gets an addiction too, like of whether that's making more or proving yourself through this thing. I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to fucking save Mark Zuckerberg. They, I mean, they did a... Uh, a retreat at that place and like the takeaway was we need to make tech less addictive but they didn't have buy-in from facebook or right you know, any any of the i think they had buy-in from jack dorsey but right. I w- i'm sure that the takeaway was uh nothing that will affect their bottom line in any capacity and not right. that we're taking too much right absolutely should we talk horror movies real quick uh, yeah i'm curious about this study yeah, so scientists uh, hooked 50 Who Joe people. Biden will listen to, everyone. I'm sorry yes. to interrupt you, Jack, but Joe Biden will listen to scientists. I'm sorry. Yeah. So be beware, guys. He will But he will not these, listen to uh, activists when it comes scientists. to racial justice and uh, you know restorative justice <laughs> yes. in this country. Anyway, so but just, just keep that, that in mind. Um, but so, yeah, so these scientists hooked 50 people up to... So it's not a huge sample size, but I do think it's interesting two heart rate monitors and they watched uh, the 50 highest rated uh, horror movies on IMDb, like based on the fan ratings and the exorcist and other classics uh, didn't perform that well. It was like a hmm. lot of it's like sinister and insidious were number one and two. It's, Whoa. Yeah. It's like those like 2012, like the, those movies from the last like 10 years that uh, yeah. I think that horror has had a nice little rejuvenating decade though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like it, it seems like, I mean, this seems pretty like you, they, they have all the stats here and it's kind of interesting, like how high the heart rates got on average and all that stuff. And like, yeah, I, I agree. Like the, there's kind of an unfakeability about that. Like, that's just like, this is how scared people were. Um, and it's a lot of that. It's like critically maligned, but audiences beloved. Uh, like James Wan has a bunch of movies like The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2. Uh, I think he did, what else? The Visit. The or, Con and The Juring. The Con, The Juring, all, all of that. That was above. the working title for the Chicago 7 movie was The Jury Con. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this list. There's a lot of... 
Give me so they have these things ranked on average heart rate difference and the average heart rate the highest spike and then what the difference is on there. Yeah. Give me a nice high average heart rate for because I'm not a big jump scare guy, but give me a nice long tension. Yeah. Right. Get my blood nice, pressure fucked up. Like the, the ones time. that are uh more dread based are like hereditary. They it doesn't have a high spike, but it's in the top four. Uh, it follows is number six, and it doesn't really have a high uh high spike at all. It actually are, those are see. I'm I'm looking at Hereditary and The Descent, which might be my two favorite horror movies, and I feel I feel validated. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I still, um, man, Hereditary still. Um, right. There is right. a. Have you seen that thing though? Uh, what is it? it? There are memes being done with um. What's what's her name in in Hereditary? Uh, the actress. Who's oh, um, the, who fucking the whole shit is based Tony on how Collette. fucking Tony Collette. Like memes of her eating like when it's like when I'm biting a hot ass slice uh, yeah, of pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great because uh, that face is. And I mean, I've I, uh, just letting the, taking a bite of pizza and then immediately letting it <laughs> drop out of your mouth is yeah. such a specific <laughs> experience. All right, well, guess what, guys. We're not going to get to Space Jam 2. Uh, you're going to have to uh, tune in tomorrow for yep. that. Oh, but it comes um, out tonight. Yeah, it I does know. come out tonight, unfortunately. Uh, Kyle, it's been great having you as always, man. Yeah, where thank you people, for having me. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, I got the, I'm kind of Kyle Ayers across most of the things. So you can find me on there, you know, uh, all that sort of stuff. And I had an album come out last Friday. So like four or five days ago. You can check nice. that out. It's called Happiness. It was recorded pre-pandemic, so there is an audience, which is a group of people gathered closely together to experience something simultaneously. Very fun. And yeah, you can get that wherever you listen to stuff. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah, I actually bookmarked this tweet from Mark Agee call that says, California state ballot initiatives are worded like... Vote no if you don't not want thing to do not happen or will. <laughs> I was just looking at And if you fuck it night. up, you legalize babies working for Instacart. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because cr- I just filled out my ballot. Um, yeah. I'm worried about my signature matching, so I'm going to go vote in person. But um, I've, I filled out my ballot, and some of the propositions make you feel you're just like, I have 22 is so fucking cynical the way they're trying to present that to people. 22 in the media is so cynical. If you actually- Yeah. Ballot, you're like, what are these ads possibly? I don't mean to be pulling up a ballot and reading things, but if you read it on the ballot, you're like, what? What are these ads saying? Because it's honest. It's the only twenty two says it, transportation and delivery companies are exempted from providing employee benefits to drivers. And I'm like, no, but the commercials had right. a, a woman looking me dead in my. I got a text from someone being like, "Hi, I'm from Uber." Please don't take my job by voting for my benefits. Right, it's like, yeah. oh, and that's how all these things are. There's another one for dialysis centers uh, to have their shit together. And the companies like the Coalition of Concerned Dialysis Centers are parading people being like, they'll kill me if you vote for this. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah. okay, you know what? Shame on y'all for even messaging like that. Because that's yeah, not wild. the case. You will make less money and you have to do the right thing by not taking advantage of people. That's what both right. these folks. Anyway, it feels like every one of these propositions is funded by like lawyers from Better Call Saul, where it's just like these hilariously manipulated just under the legal limit of how they can position something. Right. 100%. But they are. It is a weird catch 22 for the people because it is uh, these companies being like, well, we're not going to spend the money to do the right thing. So you're. Like you are essentially voting to put people out of work or like, you know, and it's just like, well, but you just need to do the fucking right thing. The company Uh, could just make a little bit less than infinity dollars a day and everything would be fine. But these are the like, because we're seeing like legislation against this, like, you know, not even think it's against it, but just trying to correct this predatory form of capitalism. Yeah. And yeah, like it's like at every level. I mean, every conversation we're having throughout any industry is always about can you make a little less fucking money so the yeah. rest of us can live? Do you remember can you make very a little early less on, money so people can afford medications or healthcare? Do you like, have to? What like the fuck? early internet days, there was a guy who made a website called uh, IWillKillMyRabbit.com or something like that. 
and he was basically like, if you don't, if I don't make $10,000 on PayPal in a week, I'm going to cook my rabbit. And he put a picture of his bunny over a boiling pot of water, and then it made the money. And that's what this all feels like to me. Like, you could just not kill the rabbit. No, 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 no. no. But it's over the boiling pot of water. Yeah, it's that would be unprofitable to not kill the rabbit. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that you shouldn't uh, vote against these companies or corporations. I'm just saying they are bastards. And you should vote against them. But you absolutely should vote against them. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray, uh, 420 Day Fiance is the other podcast. If you want to talk 90 Day Fiance with me and Sophia Alexandra, um, I don't really have a tweet. I haven't been looking on social media. I'm still. I'll. I'll come back. I'll come back. Well, I. You know. I. I, I dip in and out. I just mm-hmm. didn't dip in uh, the last couple of days. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bless y'all out there. Olivia Hofer tweeted, "You forty years ago, me. Ah, so 1960. You no 1980. Me no. That can't be right." <laughs> Uh, Rachel McCartney tweeted I called myself an introvert once in COVID make me smoke the whole pack Uh, and then (laughs) Helena tweeted a huge thing you have to consider about AirPods is where are they Um, Mm. you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist we're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram we have a Facebook fan page and a website DailyZeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our Footnotes. Footnotes. Link off to the information that we talked about today's episode, as well as the song we write out on Miles. What are we gonna you write know, out on today? You know, just uh, minding my peas, bro. Uh, listening to a lot of. I was just listening to a new Heady One album. I really like Heady One uh, from the UK, even though you know he's a Tottenham boy. Uh, but this track with H, and that's H is spelled A I T C H. Uh, just a little, you know, a little drill, drill track for y'all. Uh, and it's called Parlez-vous Anglais, and it's just got a really nice laid-back, uh, like sort of like Muzak, uh, like elevator music sample. But the beat is dope, and I love the I love the UK, you know, like drill grind flow. It's just so mm. fun, and like it's it's looser but more fun and. You know, I just realized, like, the more you listen to hip hop, you're like, that bar is about women. That bar is about money. That bar is about being better than you. That bar is about women again. That one, another woman, cars, and money, and violence. There we go. Uh, but they do it with an English accent, so it makes it seem classy. <laughs> Uh, all right, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Yeah. The plaques come platinum, my bezel stainless Whip goes fast in the cribs, outrageous Just spent 28k on production Light up a stage and leaving a spaceship Day date playing for the day GG on my way, CC on my chainers Pagans, they wanna play If I pipe her down after that with strangers Old school like Ratatouille Now I just act a fool in Louis Brown skin girl, come all coolie Buckets fat, and me Ruiz Pop that ace of spades I drank from the bottom of my outfit ruins I bought a new one, could be new one. Fuck it, I'll be if the bitch is ratchet. Long as the hands and feet are matching. Young H don't dive in the pussy. I take off my DSQs and backflip. Air ones come white like my ashes, but I won't.